You are listening to Talking Utter Slot, the podcast about grown men having fun playing with toy cars. That isn't what I wrote, I know. <laughs> You've thrown me there. Oh, God. Right, okay. Should we do a blooper reel? We'll do a blooper reel. Right. Should we go again? Go again, go again. I thought the try things I'm trying not to read. That's, and of course, that's fatal. <laughs> right. You are listening to Talking Utter Slot, the podcast about grown men having fun with Skeletrics and slot cars in general. Hi everyone, I'm Nick, and in this episode, we answer the question that's on everyone's lips. Has Scalextric made the Lotus Esprit driver especially tubby for the new version? I'm Scott, and we'll also be wondering which Datsun 510 will hit the shops first, Slaughter or Revo Slot? And we'll be discussing why brown cars matter. Brown cars, yes. Shall we go straight to brown cars? I think that's well, imp- I think that's the most important thing, to be honest. <laughs> Whether uh, intentional that... or not. Now, before we 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 still haven't laid hands on a uh, scale electric Martini Lotus seventy nine. The jury is still out on the social medias as to whether or not it is an accurate green or if it is indeed brown. Um, there's a new video that Scale Electric put up of the car, which I saw on Instagram this weekend, and the car is going so fast you can't tell what color it is. Doppler effect has it? It's color shifted. It's I think they're so teasing bad. us. They want the conversation to continue. So to continue, okay. Oh, well, that's when a, they, when they finally see the car, they're going to be so excited they're just going to buy one anyway, I think. Sounds like me. Speaking of which, um, <laughs> something, <laughs> something I saw, which I had to buy as soon as it came out, was the, ooh, this brown car. And yes, it's very yes. definitely brown. I, for those watching in radio, I'm holding up a recently announced Fly Renault 5 Turbo the Oriole Tour de Course 1984, and it's brown and blue. Um, now, whether it really is brown and blue, or whether it should be kind of Aston Villa esque claret and blue, I don't know. <laughs> um, so I haven't, I don't I haven't checked the real thing, but uh, it's wonderful. And although I'd said I'm not buying any more Renault Five Turbos, I had to buy this one. And um, I mean, I don't know how many liveries there are of these things. Obviously, clearly a million. Um, There's one that but, I keep seeing at um, Race Retro, the sort of season opening historic rally thing, and it's uh-huh. metallic blue and it's got some French fish shop on it, and I just desperately need that livery. Um, and Rafa, uh, but, if you're listening, I don't think he does, unfortunately, but Rafa, sadly, I'll <laughs> get on Google Translate and send him a note. I see. It'd be quite interesting to see what the auto translate makes of all of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll make him a special little reel, just, you know, 50 seconds. Dear dear, dear Mr. Fly, please make for Nick a French, <laughs> a French chip shop. Chip shop? No. Uh, no, just, just, a, just a fishmonger. A fishmonger, Renault yeah. 5. Yeah. I'll edit that. It'll be, it'll be great. Anyway, I had to, ha- I had to have it. Um, and it goes like all the other ones, which is, that, you know, the front wheels slightly stick and it makes quite a lot of noise. But once you get it, once you get it going, it's great. Um, yeah, so, I'm just going to have to get one, I'm afraid. I, I'm going to have to join you in the brown club there. So, but we, I was the only other brown slot car, and this may be a whole subset of collecting. So, you know, Maurizio at Slotic collects only six wheel Formula One cars, which yeah. is a fairly finite lump of car. That's, that's, but brown <laughs> slot cars could be even narrower because I can only think of one other one. Which is the Fly 250 GTO. 
Yes, one which was proudly in my collection for many years. Ah, right, okay. Is it now gone somewhere? Has it to fund Miami Vice car or something? Yeah, it did. Yes, and I now have a brown Miami Vice car. Um, so. But I can't think of any other brown car, and it may be that brown is a much up underrepresented color in motorsport liveries. And that's yes, uh, UPS. There's the UPS Porsches. <gasps> yes. So suddenly that's a thirty-three percent income, fifty percent increase. Actually, so I need to get my percentages the right way around. <laughs> suddenly, the brown car slot car collection is fifty percent bigger. Um, at this point, if we were that sort of show, I'd say. Leave a comment in the comments. Let us know about any other brand. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of companies other than UPS who's got a brown. Well, there was actually... ah, no, there was the the Pro Slot chocolate Porsche 911 as well. See, so suddenly it's like it's, it's becoming unobtainable already. It's just expanding. Back in the net. Yeah, <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> well, and I predict there'll be a fifth one at the very least because Skeletric, having done the Lotus 79. And the liveries on that are pretty limited if they don't go to <laughs> Mr. Rebac. Uh And his cars were definitely brown. So, they were. Yeah. They were definitely yeah. brown. Uh, so I look forward to one of those, actually. That would be quite good. Anyway, so that was, I completely diverted us from uh, where we should be going and brown, talking about <laughs> brown cars. But I do, you know, brown cars matter. And that may be the title of the show. <laughs> but meanwhile, uh, I've got a question. What's caught right, your eye, Scott? Oh, I'm glad you asked that. Um, <laughs> well, can I can I continue? I want to, uh, you know, we don't have a slot, but what Skeletrix got wrong this week, really. But in the pictures and videos that came from New York Toy Fair, on the Hornby stand in general, so to be fair, not Skeletrix, they had a, a case with a giant Porsche, is it Porsche, kit of the Lotus 72 in GPS livery. Oh, those right. kits are 900 quid, 1,000 quid or something, aren't they? They're huge. I don't know what scale they are, one-eighth or something? Yes, yeah. Anyway, very pr- the airbox, the very distinctive airbox, which, let us not forget, has got a hole at one side in the front and not at the back, was on the wrong way round. Mm-hmm. And um, so at first I thought, oh, I've got some sympathy with that. Someone's built the stand and you know, put that one hasn't noticed. Then I thought, well... If there were several people from the company milling around and nobody noticed that the thing which you buy because of its accuracy has got the earbox thrown. So I'm sure you can turn it around. Anyway, so a little, it was everyone, a little... wasn't it? Everyone from Scale Electric was there. Everyone from Hornby was there. Everyone. <laughs> everyone was there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I hope they have a blooper reel too. I don't think I don't think quite everyone, but yeah, there was there did seem to be a lot of people there. Um, I guess you know, from accounts, I, and... <laughs> I think it just takes you. Know, it's a measure of how important the U.S. market is. So there's probably going to be a flood of um, you know Camaros and Mustangs and oversized engined cars from now on. But you know, maybe no bad thing. Um, more seriously, though, what uh, the other thing which caught my eye, which was interesting, was I think was interesting, was the. Um, Revo slot, get it the right way around, have announced a Datsun 510, which only a few months ago slotted. <laughs> You're not a fan of Datsuns, are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Datsun is the, and Nissan are the Carrera of one to one cars. Oh, what sort of strong quality, cost affordable, Just all that good stuff. Engineering the joy out of. 
what it essentially is. Yes, yeah, yeah, I have those, those, there's a sort of mental cool wall, cool wall's the wrong word, isn't it? There's a kind of mental chart. <laughs> I need to get it behind you. I need a giant metallic mag- magnetic board behind me where we can put, you know, a kind of, you know, two axes, whatever they might be, cool, functional, whatever you want it to be. I mean, plot various slot card manufacturers on them. Yeah. Uh, and see where they sit. And I think Carrera, given that they do faithful copies of real cars, they do fantastic fantasy trucks. Uh, they, you know, they, they model a, such a wide range of stuff: F1, GTs, all that. Mm-hmm. So, and I've never had a Carrera that hasn't worked straight out of the box. Had round axles, plonk a Carrera down, it always works. Won't be the quickest car, but <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, we we have classes for Carreras because obviously you can't really race Carreras against anything else other than Carreras, and if you've got a bunch of Carreras. It should be fun, it should, you know. And I'm just sitting there going, "Oh gosh, only lap four. I've got six more laps to go." <laughs> well, last week we've barely got to any race. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's I, I should explain. We run crash and burn at the club, and each race is meant meant to be ten laps. But if um, and it's four lane track, so if two cars fall off. And therefore, I'm not put back on, and there are only two left. It immediately goes to two laps to go just to save time because sometimes somebody's very much in the lead or whatever. And um, so, I mean, it just got to the point where I think we were, you know, it was like one or two laps and races were over because everybody was throwing themselves off. It was the first, <laughs> week, first week of new classes. So it was, it was all, it was. you know, unfamiliar cars and all that sort of thing. That's the only excuse. And I think it was about. Class four before we got to a 10 lap race, which <laughs> <laughs> felt fairly exhausting, but never mind. We have got um, some wobbly ones, haven't we? But um, whilst we're just briefly touching on the club, just to say get well soon to our chairman, Graham, who um, got taken ill last night, but uh, sounds like he's in the right hands. So look after yourself, and we'll see you come back and collect all your 16 point rounds very soon. Get well soon, mate. Um, yeah, so the, so the Nissan, the thing about the Nissan was uh, quite like it's a bit like the Pumas, the Rally Pumas with SCX and Skeletrix. Skeletrix announced first, SCX announced second, SCX got theirs to the market first. Will we see the same with Slot and Team Slot? So, not Team Slot, Revo Slot. Um, I would be, now there's an interesting thing, I would be inclined to get the Slot It one rather than the Revo Slot one, and I don't really know why. But there you go. Less rattly. Less rattly. More likely to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's good. so. That's what. That's what caught my eye. What about yeah, you? I mean, if if we could make a rally one, and I think you can make rally ones. Um, it might be of interest, possibly. But I just it's a Datsun. You told me an interesting thing about um, rally versions of a car we've already mentioned tangentially, actually, which is. <laughs> Which is the uh, the Skeletric Lotus Esprit in racing livery, yes. which is already. I mean, I must confess, and my um, don't think I've got encyclopedic motorsport knowledge by any stretch of imagination. But you know, as an avid autosport reader for all that time, I don't remember a Lotus Esprit racing. So when they announced that car at the beginning of the year, I thought that's quirky. Um, but you've told me not only should that the larger the larger than average driver in that one. But you told me there's also rally liveries of a Lotus Esprit. And yes, I was indeed. dumbfounded. 
indeed. In fact, one did turn up at Goodwood a few years ago. Um, didn't look much like the cars uh, in period pics, but there was a Lotus Esprit rally car there. Um, the, in the early 80s, um, there were competitors in Greece and in France, one or two British events that did turn up on gravel in fairly standard looking Esprit turbos. Um, and there was an S3, or sorry, an S2 in JPS colours that was rallied in road rallies in France. Um, so, you know, Simon and Scale Electric does have considerable opportunity for rally schemes from the Lotus. I think there's probably half a dozen that can be done. The car that's out at the moment um, is one that I had marked on the must, must, must have this year. It's the Jerry Marshall Prod Sports. Lotus um, Esprit Turbo, which was up against basically a lot of MG midgets and other road sports cars that were popular in the 19, late 70s, early 80s. And it ran in 82 to 84, I think. Andy Rouse built the car for Pete Hall ICS, who sponsored it. And mm. Pete shared the car often with Jerry Marshall, the legend. And some people have even been messaging me to say, is it me or is the driver particularly big in this one? Because Jerry was huge. He was tall. He was a big personality and he drank an awful lot of beer. So he was gigantic compared to pretty much anyone. And uh, so I did actually, because we, I knew we were going to talk about this. I messaged Simon at Scale Extra this morning and said, um, just going back to talk about your car. Is the driver actually really big? And he went, no, I wish it was. We'd have loved to have done that, but we don't have the budget for things like that. So the thing is that people are perceiving Jerry to be an accurate scale Jerry, which I think is a really cheap win for scale extra. Excellent, isn't it? I, I mean, I did look at the picture and it's true. It's a bit like the Mona Lisa's eyes. You know, are they really full? Is it really? <laughs> is he a little bit tubbier than you would expect? So, you know, um, I'm all for big drivers, you know, as you can imagine. But um, anyway, no, so I, ra the notion... When you said rally esprits, I thought that's insane, you know, the fragile fiberglass thing. But of course, so was a Stratos and so was a Clan Crusader and a whole load of other uh, Darian. Darian, Darian, God, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it makes, once you sort of stop it, it's just because you think of it as being this kind of delicate road car thing. Is there a slot Darian? Oh, oh no! That, I mean, that's a niche beyond niche. How could get Jexy collecting again? And be like, no, there was one I didn't have. <laughs> you realise I'm going to have to scour the depths of the internet to find a picture <laughs> of a daddy and to try and explain what we're talking about. Um, no, there can't be, can't be, surely not. I mean, you know, that's an area seventy-one car. Careful what you wish for. Careful what. You <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to make, you want to, that's, that's, oh, I do, there is, there is, and yes. There's, I, there's I, another Datsun. We're besieged by Datsuns. Well, no, so, well, that wasn't what, oh, yeah, well, yes, that's true. That wasn't what I was thinking of, but yeah, the, 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 blah, blah, I want, advanced lot. The, the blah, blah, that was, that wasn't an electronic glitch, that was a mental one. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been looking at all the, um, the the slot rally guys salivating over these videos coming out of Spain of the first track tests and they're all going oh oh we need to get one of those slot rallies back next year that looks like a weapon um, so clearly it's doing the right things making the right noises and moving rather rapidly around people's slot rally tracks 
This, yeah, it, uh, and it, every picture I see of it, it looks better. I have to say, because um, at first it, I thought, is it a little bit clunky and no, that's but, and I think definitely in livery it looks a lot better. But I'm going to hold out. Uh, you know, the famous for my willpower. I'm <laughs> going to hold out for a red, white, and blue one. Let's say if it's you're going to have a Nissan, it's going to be a red, white, and blue one. I would say. Um, no, the, the thing I thought you were going to mention was yellow. If I hint that way. Oh, um, yes. So yeah, stay yeah, on the yeah. Revo slot theme. Um, uh-huh. The Corvette's out, which I know caught your eye some months ago. Um, so Revo slot C5R Corvette. And as if by magic, again, my socials this weekend got bombarded with some footage, which I'm very familiar with, of Dale Earnhardt Sr. in his last full race, which was the Daytona 24 Hours of 2001. Um, and he... You know, drove that car with Dale Jr. It was a big thing. And they, I can't remember if they won the class or came second or third. Anyway, they, I think they did win the class. Uh, it was mighty. And you just get this onboard footage of, you know, the iconic driver with the massive moustache um, and this soundtrack, which you need to have on full blast on your best speakers or headphones and just enjoy. And so now Revo's come out with its C5R it's worth it just for that. Okay, I'll look forward to the build because you, you you said you're going to have to get a white kit to do the exact livery. Is that right? It's yeah, it's not much of a build. It's a can of yellow paint, but um, it's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, I don't know. You probably didn't listen to the last the... episode. The one that Alan <laughs> started the the kit bashing section on Slope Forum. <laughs> you know, people go, that's not kit bashing. That's just putting decals on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's highly unlikely that any slot car manufacturer could have put, afford to pay Teresa Earnhardt the right to use the iconic number three that was on the car. Um, so in that case, um, you're going to have to do it yourselves, boys and girls. But uh, it is in, infinitely possible to do, and there is a white kit, which I hope Revo will keep in production because I'm not going to be able to afford one for a while, and I don't want them all to sell out before I get the chance to do an Earnhardt car. It's interesting. Do, do, do they do a run of white kits and then is that what they do first? I get, I get the impression they do the white kits and then get them out and then they do the liveries. Yeah, the- I, mean, I, I base it all on the Slotit model where Slotit comes out with Seeker XXA as the first one and it also comes out with Seeker XXZ as the white kit of that same first version. And then any iteration after that sometimes you get a white kit with it. In fact, I think most times you get a white kit with it. So like the new 956 has a different number. It's a Seeker 09, like the 956 short tail, but it's a Z1, I think. No, an A1. And now there's a Z1 or something. I don't know. It's it's getting into Porsche territory for nerdy numbers and things. But I guess um, if you're remembering chassis numbers for slot cars, yeah, that's kind of it's, it's, it's bad. But then yeah. again, I do have a few slotted portions. But um, yeah, the white kit is usually the same spec as the last update. And I presume quite small numbers compared to the... Um, that was going to be my next question, is how many they, they, they make. I'm going to... Yeah, I guess. It, I don't know whether a white kit helps boost the... Obviously, it helps boost the overall use of the, the tooling. Um, but you know whether it's a random number to 
get to a round number or whether they you know do a thousand. I, don't, I genuinely don't know how popular white kits are. And I guess there's a whole just because I don't buy them, they're not my thing. But you know, I guess there's a, a whole section of the market which is about the relivering. Yeah, they're real limited number. That was this. There was only uh, oh, I'm going to get it wrong now without the box. I think it was something like three hundred, three hundred and fifty um, of that livery done. Um, so. But that mould's obviously been used for 20 years. But, yeah, the reason I mentioned it is they actually did put a number on it. You know, they, they, there's X of Y sort yeah. of thing. Um, I, I, the, the, one, the rarest white kid I've got was the fly with Avant Slot when they teamed up and they put Avant Slot bits and a posh chassis under the BMW M1 and the Porsche 911. I think, that, I think mm. those are the only two. And I've got the Porsche 911, but there are only 75 of each of those. That's pretty rare, yeah. Uh, and I've now obviously painted it because you know. Well, and it's good. It's slightly. A <laughs> in, the, in the old days, of course, you would have to have sort of gone to Spain to pick up some of those kind of limited stuff. I mean, I think even that Renault was a Spain um, shop limited edition, but now you, you can get them from anywhere, and it's great. Oh, and not in Barcelona, as you found out. You know, probably explain you were you were working in Spain at the weekend. I was. I went to the uh, final round of the uh, FIA European Autocross and Crosscar Championships. Um, autocross, obviously, in this country, means bouncing around a field in a mini with no windows in it. Over there, it's um, massive, frankly. Um, and you get anything from 75 horsepower carts for 13 year to 16 year olds to 750 horsepower four wheel drive buggies uh, powered by engines out of BMW M3, GTRs and Porsche 911 GT3s. Um, and it's madness. The tracks are less than a kilometer long, so just over half a mile. And it's crazy. Yumps, bumps, jumps and just massive awesomeness. So I went over there for that. Um, I was in bus, uh, it's half hour and a half out of Barcelona. There's big slot car shops with tracks everywhere. But the working hours on a weekend mean that whenever I was out of the track, the shops were shut, which was annoying, particularly because I saw the Avant slot um, Lancer white kit oh. in mm -hmm. the local uh, slot car Emporia slash club. And it was 38 euros. 38 euros and it was in line so directly ready to go into slot rally gb next year um <clears throat> and uh yeah no time to uh to go and get one so that was irksome you can't go that to barcelona is... and not come back with a slot car but i did well i've been quite i mean in the old days when i had a job that i a couple of times i would do that you because if the shops don't open till was it 10 or something so if you've got a flight out in the morning usually that was the only time i had free time and of course the shop wasn't open or they'd be shut round about you know the afternoon because that was again but i did i still have got a few cars which have still got the polo sticker on them from picking them up from that shop so it is always nice but yeah 38 euros that's a lot cheaper than we get Kids, a lot cheaper. Um, it was actually really cheap. I mean, there, there was so many bits and pieces. I, I stupidly, in between races, um, if I if I had something else, nothing else to do, then I was looking on the phone at what was available in these shops and going. Rrr. So um, there was the SCX MGA, which I think would actually be quite a competitive car for our tourist trophy class, um, and that was twenty eight ninety nine euros. And I was like, yeah, I've got to get there, and I couldn't. So, 
Which which emporium was this? Can you can you name names? Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, it was in Hleida, which is spelt with two L's, so probably some Spanish Welsh connection there. <laughs> they uh... Spanish, but 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 sorry, I'm moving on. Talking about the the cars and the championship you've been working on all year. You've got the, you're going to carry on that association in a smaller form. We could, we could have um, a talking utter slot announcement here. A talking utter slot announcement. So, um, I've been thinking of ways to model my kids because I'm not my kids, my kids' cars. I look after the or have looked after the uh, Cross Car Academy, which is for 13 to 16 year olds, running these little buggies uh, built by Thierry Neville's company, actually the World Rally Championship driver, Life Live. And, um, yeah, I've been looking at, you know, maybe Tamiya RC cars, because that's what they sort of look like. All all autocross cars look like full-size Tamiya RC cars. Could I do that? I'm not an RC person, and when I tried it, I was hopeless. And, you know, it's a big thing, and it's a lot of money. So go with what you know. And um, funnily enough, we had a sell-off at the club of unused and unwanted classes and cars and so on at the end of last year. And we had some left over. So I was able to buy four of the Power Slot quad bike, which actually resembles, and we will be sticking pictures on of what a cross car looks like. Um, It's actually, the wheels are perfect. The, uh, yes, yes, drop Drop arm, arm. everyone. Um, And the motor and everything is all just slotted into the body and there's a screw at the back and that's that. So I bought four of these very battered with tyres that you can't replace. I think possibly the Scalextric small wheel saloon tyres of the 70s might just go on there. Um, But anyway, these power slot quads have been abused ever since they first arrived at the club as a class, which we, I think, bought from Gage Master or something when they first came out at club price. Um, And I bought all four of them for a tenner. <laughs> and so from this we've now got this which actually sits at the perfect wheelbase for a uh, 124th-ish uh crosscut. And so I've been working on designs for an chassis. Mm-hmm. And after trawling around um, all the various 3D people and trying to get insights from everyone's been very helpful um, how to go about making a new type of slot car, because obviously you've got like Pendle's just come out with Formula 2 stock cars, yeah. which I think it's done with the Area 71. You can also get stock cars now from AA Bodies, which he's done with Amato Design. Uh, and Angelo does 3D chassis for everything um on facebook and he came up with a way to have a um lexan body on a effectively a modernized scalextric stock car um chassis and you can build your own to your heart's content and race them on little ovals now uh, so out of all those guys js chassis design sort of came to my rescue and took pity on me and thought that cars actually look quite cool so we're going to try and make um, a body, a sort of a generic body, because I think Thierry might get annoyed if I completely rip off his <laughs> intellectual property. Um, but just to have um, for my 
collection for um, Crosscars to to remember my time in the series whenever I stop um, would be would be rather nice and something rather different. And I did actually speak to Steve at Staffs, um, who imports uh, Team Slot and Avant Slot, and he mentioned Crosscar. And because it is such a thing in Europe, they've now sort of pricked up their ears. I mean, the, you get forty cars in the senior class entering uh, those races. The races are mad crazy. Um, you know, they've got motorcycle engines on quad bike wheels with these proper little racing carts. And it's probably one of the few multi-chassis categories outside of Formula One these days, because everyone's gone to um, one make racing. And so, you know, you can build your own car, you have guidelines that you follow and off you go. And it's just brilliant and really competitive. So uh, I just wanted to, to, to document that part of life in slot form and thanks to js i think we're going to get somewhere close to it so what's have you got in and you know not to turn it into a work project but when do you think you'll have a working car mm, um, um, <laughs> probably in the new year i'd have said but i'm, I'm going to aim for january to have a an prototype mm -hmm. um and then maybe if that works and it's all fine we can do the, the run of three and then if we've got four working cars maybe we can sort of show them around and get people interested at a manufacturer level i mean the world needs more exciting and accessible motorsport particularly when formula one's as dull as it is so um we we should really be um pushing things like this that's my feeling that's just my well, feeling. You, yeah yeah well you, no more <laughs> god's sake <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's just a particular the conundrum. So, yeah, somebody wants to go ahead and make them, but they want to put them in a Nissan livery. No, <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Well, that's cool. That's. I mean, I think that's really that's you know having something that's your you've got a connection with clearly makes a it's a you know it's a strong thing to do. I am and, quite um, passionate about it. I'm passionate. I mean, they're just lovely people. You know, the, the, it's grassroots. It's proper proper stuff. They, everyone has to go to work on a Monday to pay for their racing the following weekend. Sounds like a slot car guys really. Well, I don't go to work. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Um, now <laughs> the other thing, the other thing, because you've been a busy boy building, haven't you, or starting building? Yes, yes. And these are very small and British. Yes. So. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and we I've, could probably do it could probably do a musical cue, but they would get caught for copyright. Yeah, we'd uh, be therefore, therefore that's my penniless. excuse for not singing at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have got four scale electric Mini Coopers classic version um, that have been sitting around for a while. Um, it caused some heartache when I announced that I had. Um, stripped and repainted the first of them because it was the pink mini with the flowers on it, which is apparently quite rare um, or quite valuable or something. The fact that it's got not two people anymore. sitting in it. Not anymore, no. It's got two <laughs> figures in it who are definitely not hippies. They look like they're coming around to mug you. Um, in a mini. In a, mini. In a, mini. In yeah. a pink mini with flowers on it, just to... <laughs> Um, very, very politically correct movie that one, yeah. But uh, so it's now turned oh. metallic black. Um, oh, and the reason why it's metallic black is that it's going to be a Radford Deville conversion, 
um, of the kind supplied to than their Beatles is. It's fab and gear. So um, long story about how they were paying far too much in tax and managed to set up a motor trading company which didn't make much money, but in fact lost money, which was actually quite helpful for their tax return. And um, amongst the cars that they bought were four very expensive minis, um, and they had one each. And um, John's was all black, so was um, George's, and then George subsequently, after Sergeant Pepper painted his red with um, lots of tantric symbols all over it, and that's how it remains today. Um, Paul had one painted in Aston Martin sage green, and Ringo had one with a hatchback in dark metallic red. So all of these minis are going to be converted to um, Beatles spec. Um, primarily because for some reason, and I, I don't, I, I, all I do is slap a bit of paint about and, you know, occasionally glue things together. Um, but it's gone a bit weird recently. So I had a message from a friend of mine called Ken, who bought some of my stuff 10 or 15 years ago. He's in America. I built some pre-war Grand Prix cars and he collects those. And anyway, he messaged me out of the blue a couple of weeks ago and said, oh, your car's gone into a museum. <laughs> well. Um, apparently there's a, a Chicago toy museum and they haven't got any slot cars and Ken's giving it up because he's feeling his years a bit and he has chosen to slow down and build one-tenth scale crawlers. So his slot car collection has, has been dispersed, but some of them um, he was asked because he built beauty, beauties. Um, they were They were asked if they could go into a museum. So, some of mine and some of his are now in the Chicago Toy Museum, which is odd. And then, um, yeah, the editor of Motorsport asked me if um, I could do a piece about um, that side of things with stock cars. And so that's why I'm doing the Beatles cars for him, basically, because he's the biggest Beatle nut I know. Which in the I mean, motor, motoring motorsport journalistic community goes quite a long way, really. <laughs> And so that means you've got a deadline both for the story and for the cars then? And for the cars. I mean, I might just stick to John's at the moment because um, John's and Paul's had Aston Martin DB5 rear lights on them. Okay. So, um, yeah, I've got to, I've got two um, Airfix 132nd DB5 kits, which are about to lose their rear lights. And uh, George's and Ringo's had Volkswagen Beetle rear lights on them. And I've got two 132nd Beetle kits, which are about to lose their rear lights as well. But I think just to get one done nicely, and it would make sense to do Lennon's, because that's the, the legendary missing car. Um, oh, all... oh, 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 that led missing. This is the, there's a mystery. Oh, there is a mystery, yeah. Basically, right. um, John, John's Mini is, is absent. Um, I think I've seen it, and lots of people <laughs> claim to own it, but there is no 100% guarantee. So whilst we know that Paul's, George's, and Ringo's cars are real, and in fact, Christian Horner and Mrs. Horner, former um, Ginger Spice, they uh -huh. own Paul's and Ringo's. And then George Harrison's family still owns his car. So we know where those three are. Lennon's is this great mystery to both the Beatles community and the mini people, which um, you will struggle to find two more um, 
passionate slash argumentative groups on earth and this there's is, a this lot is the, of this is, this is the plot to a, a slightly comedic movie isn't it sort of the <laughs> Beatles memorabilia collectors and mini uh, fans uh, yes. who like collecting stuff as well i mean this is you know, this has got you know this could be west this could be west end story written small <laughs> exactly well i mean the, the car i've seen has got everything that it should have it's also then had a like the plate to put an aston martin db5 um taillight section on a mini is fairly distinctive and it's there but this whole car was given a really nasty makeover in the 70s so the rear windows are like portholes like on a 70s custom van from america um hmm. it's metal flake purple um the old db5 lights are gone and it's got square lights on but everything seems to match up. But what he hasn't got is the, the V5 logbook. And apparently the DVLA, who are responsible for vehicle licensing in the UK, get about 600 inquiries a year for that logbook, presumably from people with cars of about the right age who are looking for an excuse to turn it into a million quid. To bump up the value just yeah. a little, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the, the Beatles Mini, and that's why that's happening. Fantastic. Well, that's yeah. That's well. Just I mean, not to be you know, to harp on about it, but when you talked about something being customised and with bad paint, I thought perfect electric modification. But never mind. Uh, sorry, Simon. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> moving on. Moving <laughs> yeah. on. Um, You've been buying things. I bought a brown. I bought well. You know, I did buy. I bought the Renault, obviously, because I yeah. had two, and I bought another Group B car, which is yay, a Rothmans Opel Manta from uh, Avant slot, and it's it obviously was an early one because it's a sidewinder chassis with a drop arm guide, and the other ones that I've got don't have any of those, um, so it's a little bit different at that point. And I had. A huge chassis. When, when I took it out of the box, and it seemed to have never been out of its box, uh, the ride height was so low that basically I was getting more traction out of the crown wheel than I was the tyres because it was sort of just dragging its bum along the ground like a puppy dog with worms. <laughs> and I, um, I, there was adjustments. There was little grub screws and things. I kind of adjusted them, and it didn't seem to do anything. You know, it just kind of bits fell off rather than. Anyway, eventually I took the brave pill. Um, and I undid the grub screws completely, pushed the axle down, and then put the grub screws in from the other end. Um, and it seems to work, so I'm leaving it alone because that's like advanced tuning in my book. <laughs> uh, um, so I don't know whether it's that's the way it was meant to be, or whether somebody had. It didn't say it didn't seem to have been run, and I can't see why anyone would have made it hard to run by making the 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 RC and drag along the ground. But it now sits quite nice. I mean, I know Manta's in period. They did kind of sit nose up. I think it's an cars. avant slot, basically. I've, I, yeah. I've never had an avant slot. I don't think that I haven't had to completely disassemble the chassis out of the box yeah. and then put it back together again. But it's uh, it's a view. My, as my youth watching World of Sport for the rally reports from Barry Hinchcliffe, you know, the, uh, a, a Rothmans, a Skoda and a Rothmans Manta were... Very influential. My first car was, or my second car, first car I bought with my own money, um, was a Manta. You know, not entirely unrelated to that. So, um, so yeah, so it's 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 nice. It's very quick, but I, you know, but I don't. 
it won't be coming anywhere near the club, put it that way. It's for <laughs> they're quite for, flimsy feeling, aren't they? You, you sort of worry. Well, yeah, and I, I think I did use the first one I bought, which is the Marlboro livery way back. I remember using it at Oxford for a, a, a rally way back, probably ten odd years ago, and and I think I broke the crown wheel sort of thing. So I'm <laughs> confirmed to me, you know, these are too fragile to take out to play. But that's the that's the benefit of you know people might think oh, Scott's running his little slot rallies on his own. Isn't that a bit sad? No, I'm having a lot of fun, and I don't break my cars, so it's all all jolly. Well, I don't break my cars often, <laughs> and if I do, my fault. <laughs> There's a distinction there. There's nothing worse than sort of you know. But at least I can I can only blame myself if I knock a wing mirror off or I go careering. My track design, my my track, I should explain, is at sort of desk height, or slightly above desk height. So when I'm designing a track, it's crucial to have anywhere which cars might end up deslotting and going off the end has got to have, you know, fences and buildings or something just to stop them. When I originally built the track you know, 10, 15 years ago, my cunning uh, but not so clever plan was to use um, netting, like a sort of extended table tennis net type thing. I think it was a, I think it was a tennis net, which I had mounted on shelf mountings because they were quite you could screw them on so i had these posts with this netting i thought this is fantastic the cars will go off they'll go into the netting and that'll be for them sounds know, perfect no harm no harm will come to them no i mean it broke more things because of course the other cars the netting just rips off little bits basically if you it's like a car grater um so they didn't hit the ground but they probably have been better off if they had anyway so Crucially, don't, no de-slotting is a, is, a, is a key thing. I'm always very nervous when I have visitors who are not slot carists around. Yeah. You know, you think, oh, yeah. So make sure that's why the, the polycar set cars are absolutely perfect for that because they go really fast. <laughs> but when they come off, the you know, nothing's happening. It's absolutely fine. Ah, there you go. That's brought back my memory. So no, that's all. I think that's all I bought. I shouldn't have bought. I haven't been down to pick up my Lotus because I'm waiting. Um, to, what I do is I order at Gage Master, and then instead of it coming to me, I use it as an excuse to go on a wee drive down to the coast and go into the shop and pick it up. Um, but I'm waiting because the the Carrera Fastbinder 911 is surely imminent. Oh yes. Um, but they haven't called me to see that that's in, so I'm saving that for a, a trip to come back with those two. But uh, and then I must stop. Like, on record, I yeah. must stop till the next must. one. And I blotted my copybook last night, having been to Barcelona and successfully avoided buying any slot cars. I then came home and went on eBay and bought a slot car. So I bought a scale electric Camaro, the '79 one in silver, the road car version. Um, it's the best um, muscle car at our club anyway for racing and uh it also fits with my slightly um taking off miami vice cars set that i'm sort of putting together so uh there was an episode where two guys turned up to buy some drugs and immediately got shot and they turned up in that particular camaro so um there we go it fits i'm having it and it was a good snipe with, with seven seconds to go on uh, on eBay last night when I was frustrated at having been to Spain and not having bought anything. It's funny how that works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been, my, my first two for the um, Miami Vice fleet are real cheapies. Uh, one was I, I, I bought the Starsky and Hutch set 
for pennies because it didn't have a box and the cards were well well used, but the um, Torino was complete and everything else. But the Corvette was in bits. So um, I had a Corvette, which I used to race, and I've taken all the bits off that, and that was fine. So that was effectively a free car. And then the Porsche 911 that I've done was one of the clubs I bought in the sell-off of, of assets. Um, I think it cost me £6 uh, for an SCX Porsche 911, which has been sitting there going, oh, do I want to be a rally car? Do I want to be this? Do I want to be that? And then I remembered the brown Matchbox um, diecast model that I had. It was my favourite car, which was brown. You see, brown cars matter. And it looks suitably <laughs> Miami Vice in its own thing. And I put a picture up of them on when I've finished them. I put it on Instagram. And uh, Kevin, the old the old man in his shed on Instagram, who has been a long-time slot former, um, he um, sent me back my picture, having Photoshopped in sort of the uh, Florida countryside behind it because he, he rather liked the look of it. So thank you, Kevin. Um, we'll stick that picture up because, yeah, brown cars matter. Brown cars matter. Brilliant. Okay, well, on that, I think that's probably a good point to stop as we started on brown cars and we'll finish on brown cars. So, um, thank you for listening uh, and uh, until the next time, have fun with your toy cars. Have a good week. Bye, everybody. <laughs>